Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Winchester Bids new series of business briefing podcasts. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, this is the first one in a series that will be presented over the next few months. And our business briefing focus is all designed to give you ideas, suggestions, techniques and tips to help you and your business, whatever it is, do even better in the future and to seize the opportunities now that life is gradually returning to normal. I'm John Kind and I've worked with Abid for nearly 10 years now, publishing the quarterly Business Barometer Report, which monitors how well city centre businesses are doing. For our first podcast, I'm going to talk first to Nick Ward of Winchester Bed, and then a bit later, I'm going to speak to Victoria Suffield of The Hambledon. Nick is the owner of Winchester Bed in the centre of Winchester and he is a winner of the Winchester Business Awards competition, the Independent Retailer and Business of the Year. So Nick, I think it's fair to say it's pretty clear what your business does, but just tell us a bit more about the products and services you offer. What's, what's your proposition? Sure. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, a little bit of background. Um, 38 to 40 St. George's Street is our address. Uh, it's been trading beds now for 45 years plus. Um, we got involved five years ago and replaced the long-running, greatly respected uh, Hables Sleep Shop. Um, I guess what we do, uh, or what we did initially, was offer a top-to-toe rebrand, starting by Firstly, changing the business name uh, to become more internet search friendly. Um, I mean, what could be simpler uh, and most likely for a local consumer to type into Google, Winchester Bed Company? It's worked for us and saved us a fortune in Google uh, AdWords uh, uh, placements. Um, on top of that, we restyled the business in line with the city's discerning client base, making it more boutique-y uh, 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 and more of a lifestyle bed company. Um, our aim is to promote premium brands, sort of high-quality handcrafted beds and mattresses, what we offer. Uh, we're proud to advertise all of our super comfy mattresses are made in Britain. Um, it was, for us, it was a critical realignment to match the needs of a quality-conscious and affluent uh, client base as Winchester offers. Um, when it comes to marketing, we spend big. Uh, we have fantastic products, uh, super service, and offer the very best value for money. Uh, so what do we do? We shout about it via advertising. I guess, John, that's a, um, uh, a brief introduction to what we do and how we do. It's a great relaunch of what you've been up to over the past two or three years, Nick. Could you just tell us in a bit more detail, over the past 12 extraordinary months, what have you done to keep the show on the road? What specifically have you done? Just two or three examples. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we were aware that uh, demands for new beds and mattresses remained high. Um, our challenge was how to alter our business in such a way that we could be equally appealing behind closed doors. Um, lockdown one, we overhauled our website, make it more sophisticated, uh, a lifestyle website with uh, in-depth product uh, reviews, um, online store. Um, these things uh, began to generate additional interest and helped us tremendously. Um, 
we also found that other retailers in our sector were batting down the hatches and halted advertising. Um, we upped our spend, John. Um, we work with uh, Google ad uh, with a Google ad marketing specialist. Um, we became better at tracking demand and made sure we ranked highly in these areas. Uh, we also use a thing called geo mapping uh, to pinpoint and advertise further afield. Um, we selected certain areas with similar demographic to Winchester. Um, for us, this paid off. The phone started ringing, the email inquiries went through the roof. Uh, we then worked on how best to harness this demand. Um, so we've worked seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, an, it's an amazing story, uh, Nick. Um, and what I'd like to do is perhaps talk a little bit more about your approach to online business a, a little bit later. Yep. But we've, we've talked about what you've been doing in the past. Can we now think about the near future, the next two or three years, uh, what are the challenges that Winchester Bed is likely to face and what are your plans to, to meet them, to overcome them? What's on your agenda, in other words? Sure, sure. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, lockdown uh, made, has made, the people, made people use the internet as their primary buying space. Um, we're a bricks and mortar store, John, um, and we've adapted how we've advertised, how we market, how we attract attention and, uh, and attract would-be buyers into store by really maximising that opportunity. Um, uh, again, as I said, you know, others seem to reduce marketing spend. Um, we're going to increase ours, and we've got plans and uh, initiatives now to uh, expand the lifestyle element of what we do by um, working with um, uh, an Instagram specialist who's going to basically uh, put out a series of uh, great, stylish photos of what we promote, what we what we offer. Um, and sort of maybe gather more interest through that. Um, one of the things that's been critical um, for us has been over lockdown is that um, responding quickly um, to inquiries is, you, you've got to be super sharp on this. Um, we've won business by being available 24-7, uh, providing product information, advice and prices. Um, best value for money, John, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. That's what people want. Um, and we've researched our competitors and made sure that if, if we're not equal to, we're better than on price. So, of course, that, that seems to me to be the key thing, Nick, that you are spending a lot of time and attention resource to working out how you achieve competitive advantage, what you can do different and better from uh, other bed businesses regionally. So Winchester Bed becomes a uh, a a magnet for people keen on purchasing a bed and the way you do it online and in the showroom uh, is um, is very interesting and talking about the showroom at the top of St George's Street as you've mentioned it perhaps doesn't have uh, quite the most exclusive retail address in Winchester but you told me that 300 cars an hour go past your front windows so uh, no shortage of potential customers there then. No, you're absolutely right, John, and I'm not nerdy enough to have counted those cars. We've been uh, far too busy to do so. But um, I, did, I did catch the information from one of our neighbours. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, uh, for us, um, we're a goldfish bowl, John. Um, so we have to put attractive products and, you know, and advertising slogans on our window to make people turn their heads and uh, see what we're about. Um, so I'm the guy who presses the traffic lights at the top of the street, John, uh, to slow the traffic <laughs> down. So they spend more time looking in our window. <laughs> now, we've, we've talked about your products. We've talked about your approach to marketing. What about your approach to uh, 
people management. How do you get out the best out of the staff and colleagues and indeed the suppliers and customers you work with? What's your, what's your approach to managing people? Um, yeah, this is a funny one, John, because I don't think I manage anybody. Um, but what I, what I do do, I'm so lucky. I've got a really decent team um, who, who are involved in the Winch to Bed company. And our industry is, um, is, is really old-fashioned. It's an, it's an industry where a handshake still matters. So um, solid friendships, John, um, are, are really important, be that staff or suppliers. Um, and also for us, I, I, I find that um, uh, needing to understand and work with people's strengths um, and promote those strengths to make them enjoy coming to work. And if there's areas of what they're not quite so good at, you know, rather than um, sort of try too hard to make them better at that, um, try it. If, if they do improve, fantastic. If not, take those responsibilities away from them. Play to people's strengths. That's, uh, that's really where we've, uh, we've, we've managed to um, do well with our business and our, and, and our team. That strikes me as being a... A hugely important principle. But of course, even if you manage to people's strengths, there will be occasions when one or two of those individuals are not doing as well as you'd like them to do. If that's the case, what's your approach to getting them to perform better? I think uh, performance management is, is the buzz phrase. So uh, what's your approach in that situation? John, I've got to be honest, um, uh, with what we've done to date, and I'm touching wood right now. Um, I haven't had that. I haven't had that issue or that concern. Um, so I guess I'll cross that bridge when when we come to it. But I'll still uh, apply my uh, uh, friendly um, approach to uh, all the guys who work with me. Maybe that's a, a reflection of the uh, professionalism you bring to the way you recruit people. Is, is that the case? Yeah, we've we've got a solid team, John, and uh, um, I, I guess I guess yeah, you're absolutely right. When when we're at recruiting stage, um, it, it's you know you've got to kiss a load of frog, frogs, John. Um, I like to see uh, as many applicants as possible. There's no such thing as a bad applicant, um, but from that you do your sifting, you do your analysis, and you find out whether they're right for your business. Um, and that being the case, I guess is is where we've um, we've managed to achieve to date. Now, we started our conversation by mentioning that we're keen to give advice and tips to those uh, listening to what we're talking about. If you just had to sum up what we've been mentioning for the past few minutes, what would be the two or three nuggets that you'd like uh, the people listening to us to take away? Uh, possibly, John, the most important um, thing for us is we've found the harder, the harder we work, the luckier we get. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, for us, um, hard work pays off, uh, makes doing what we do enjoyable. Even over the tough times such as lockdown, um, we've found that our business has, um, as, a, uh, as a traditional bricks and mortar retailer, um, has held up well. Um, and I think what's so critical is, is, is shout about what you're good at. Get your message out there. But also uh, any inquiries, any responses, um, ensure that you're lightning quick off the start line. Um, and, and that seems to build confidence and, uh, and win you business. The one topic we haven't mentioned, which perhaps we should for a few moments, is uh, your approach to financial control. When we had a, a conversation about this not so long ago, you mentioned three or four words that kind of dominate your approach to financial control. I think they're worth repeating uh, for our listeners, Nick. 
Yeah, yeah, John, it's uh, it's it's simple stuff. Um, I look at uh, stock, bank, and debtors. Um, so I guess it's just uh, the best way that I can manage cash flow. Well, I, I think that uh, a central message, not least in these difficult times, it's cash flow management. Cash is the fuel that keeps businesses going. And as you've highlighted, just concentrating, I think, on what's called working capital, uh, stock and debtors in particular, manage those well and everything else will, uh, will, will, will flow equally well. Well, Nick, this has been a uh, very, very interesting conversation. Uh, most grateful to you for coming along uh, and talking to us. And um, all the very best for the future. And I shall be watching Winchester Bed's progress uh, at the top of St George's Street with great interest. Thank you, John. Thank you very much, Nick. Let's welcome our second guest, Victoria Suffield. Thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us, uh, Victoria. Uh, you're the owner of the Hambledon in the Square in Winchester, perhaps one of the city's most exclusive retail locations. Victoria, why is your business called the Hambledon? Ah, because uh, nothing to do with Hambledon in Hampshire, nothing to do with Hambledon in Surrey, but actually after an Iron Age hill fort in Dorset. But it's really kind of homage to my mum, who had a shop called the Hambledon Gallery in Dorset, which is now run by my sister. But um, yes, homage to my mum, really. And I gather your introduction to retail uh, happened first when you were about three weeks old. Yes. So when people ask me if I've got any experience of retail, what made me think I could run a shop, I sort of think I've either got a lifetime of experience because my mum took me to work in her shop when I was three weeks old and left me in a basket under the counter. Uh, or I've got absolutely no experience because I never did any of those kind of retail graduate training schemes or I've never really worked for anyone else in retail terms. So, yeah, either all or nothing. <laughs> Perhaps we can start by asking you, what products and services does the Hamilton offer? What's, what's the customer proposition, to use the, uh, the terminology? Oh, well, I'm not really very good on customer propositions because, I mean, I do need to pay the bills, absolutely, and I need to pay my staff. But uh, much of what we do is sort of to please ourselves. And I think that's what has sort of established such a clear identity for the shop. Um, but I suppose broadly in terms of proposition, it's... Uh, a bit like a department store in that we cover lots and lots of different categories. Um, but we make all the buying choices. So it's just things that we want to sell. And some examples of that mix of things that you make available, Victoria? Well, probably our sort of biggest um, departments in terms of turnover would be women's wear and men's wear. Uh, but then we sell homeware, we sell books, we sell beauty and grooming. Um, yeah, we sell all sorts of things. I think I picked up the phrase not so long ago, an eclectic mix of things is what you encounter when you go into your elegant building in the square. 
Thank you very much for that helpful background. Now, for a moment, can we just talk about the past 12 quite extraordinary months? I mean, what have you done to keep the Hambledon alive and kicking during these exceptionally challenging times? Just two or three examples, perhaps, to give us a flavour of, of what you've been up to. Um, well, I think we were incredibly fortunate in that we had spent money on a website a few years ago. And I was beginning to think, was that money well spent? And then the pandemic hit and it turned out that that was probably the best money I've ever spent in business terms. So being able to shift it online fairly easily uh, was an enormous help. Um I think being supported by loyal customers, you know, we've been here 21 years, so there were, it was extremely sort of heartwarming, but there were lots and lots of people who wanted to support us through lockdown. Um, and then I think, you know, having a really, really loyal team. So there were, you know, there were people we could call on. I mean, obviously, furlough was incredibly helpful. And I did have to furlough a lot of people. But you know, there was a core team who carried on working and worked unbelievably hard to sort of change the nature of the business for the duration of all the lockdowns. You mentioned brilliant timing when it comes to your website. Where did you get the expertise from to make sure that your uh, digital offering was really so competitive? Um, I think partly, <laughs> it doesn't sound terribly positive, but I think we got it by a sort of number of full starts. You know, this was probably the third iteration of a kind of proper website for us. And this one to me feels like the one that, that really works, but we learnt from mistakes. But we, you know, we work with a number of, uh, well, we work with hundreds of different suppliers, but a number of them sell mm fashion and we sort of quizzed them on what they felt you know were the best web designers out there uh so we worked with a really good design company to build it who had experience of retail sites because there are you know plenty of people who can make a website look nice but it's got to work um and then I had a friend who had been using a sort of digital consultant who she recommended and this the Rosie has proved to be absolutely brilliant at sort of driving things forward and having a bit more of a handle on the digital world than maybe we naturally have and kind of giving us homework that we get on with and I suppose that's yeah that's really benefited. So turning to the future, Victoria, what do you think are the most important trends that you're picking up which are likely to affect the Hambledon, say, over the next two or three years? Well, I suppose the obvious one is that all the changes that were going to happen over four to five years in terms of online have been accelerated into a year. So we've kind of got to carry on sort of surfing that wave and um, developing and growing online. But I think, you know, there is still a solid business in terms of bricks and mortar retail. It's just trying to manage running them alongside. Are there any particular initiatives that are on your agenda? Not 
really. I mean, I sound a bit, I'm not complacent, but I want to really do more of the same. I think we need to communicate better and more, probably. I think we need to buy more and probably carry deeper stock so that we're a bit more reliable as a supplier. Yes, Um, yes. And just sort of developing the team, I think, because I've got just an absolutely brilliant team. And I think it's a question of making sure that everyone feels they've got jobs that are interesting and, you know, worth them investing in. You know, it isn't, we all work on the shop floor because I think that's what bricks and mortar retail is about. So we all have to do that. But I think I want everyone to have a kind of plus role um, that is really fulfilling for them. Yes, that they, that they feel by staying in your business, their own personal development is going to be looked after as well. Yeah, absolutely. And the bigger we get, I think, you know, the more opportunity there is. Although from my point of view, it becomes, you know, a little trickier kind of being the HR person, which is, you know, before it was a tiny team and I didn't really have to consider that, so... But that's another challenge. So at the moment, have you just got one outlet, the Hamilton in Winchester, or are you thinking about some geographical expansion as well, Victoria? I'm not really. No, we did investigate it a few years ago and we got quite far down the line. And then I thought, actually, I really like my small life. I like walking to work. I like really knowing my customers. And I feel like, this change in online has enabled us to see, okay, well, that can be where the growth comes from in terms of reaching out to other locations. But Winchester is kind of the jewel in the crown, really, as far as I'm concerned. You know, we've got the most beautiful site. Yes, Um, indeed. Yes, difficult to beat. I think so, yes. Just perhaps one last question, Victoria. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give, based on your experience in Winchester, to somebody coming onto the retail scene in the city centre for the first time? What what bits of advice would you give them? Oh, do your sums, I would say. I mean, I, I didn't really do any proper research before we opened, and we had a very, very hairy couple of years. Um, I hope things in the future will be somewhat easier for people opening up. I mean, I feel like systemic change to business rates has got to happen. I think Mm -hmm. upwards only rent reviews are absolutely ridiculous now. So I think, you know, things like that will definitely serve new incomers. But I, um, yeah, I think I would say be cautious, really do your homework. And also want really want to do it. You know, you... uh, it's not the most lucrative profession, probably, but so you have to really, really love it. And also you you have to work really hard. You know, you've got to keep regular hours. You can't turn the phones off. You know, customers want to keep coming in. So you have to know why you're doing it and do it well, I would say. Well, there you have it. Uh, words of wisdom and practical advice from Nick and Victoria. Uh, A very big thank you to them. 
Our next podcast will be in the next month or two. And of course, our business briefing focus will uh, continue. There'll be in our next podcast a summary of the latest Winchester Bid business barometer findings. Uh, and they'll also, doing a bit of a commercial, be excerpts from Kind Words, which is the Bid's new business magazine. So, in the meantime, I hope business goes well for you all. Thank you very much for listening and hope very much you'll tune in next time. <laughs>